Konnichiwa and welcome back to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. I'm Doug the Translator and this week we'll be going through the Japan-Scotland game, uh, reviewing some of the performances in pre-season around League One and also confirming the worst kept secret in all of Japan. Let's go! Oh, what a mouthful. Uh, welcome back guys to another episode of Japan Rugby Weekly. It's the last week of Japan's tour of uh, Europe and uh, yeah, we'll quickly go through that game. Also, the women's team had their last game against Ireland, so we'll go through that. Uh, there are a lot of preseason games that happened over the weekend, so we'll quickly go through the results of that and confirm something that I think all of us knew about two months ago. Uh, but yeah, it uh, should be a good, quick episode, so I'll get straight into it. First, the Japan versus Scotland game that happened uh, on Saturday. Uh, Japan went down... 20 to 29 against Scotland. Uh, obviously, Japan won against Scotland in the World Cup in 2019. That's a bit of revenge there from the Scottish. Yeah, it was a closer game against then the Ireland game uh, a few weeks ago, but I think Ireland played a lot better in that game than Scotland did in this game. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily due to a big increase in uh, performance or improvement in performance by Japan, but. The Japan team had a few uh, guys with a lot of experience, guys like Matsushima Kotaro, uh, who starred, who's been starring in Europe and starting in the World Cup. They also had Leach Michael, Michael Leach back. They also took the lead a bit in that first half through a couple of penalties from uh, Matsuda Rikia, who's starting over Tamura. But they led in three tries uh, in that first half to uh, be behind 19-6. to six. And yeah, they didn't score their first try until the 64th minute uh, through Tatafu. And then, yeah, in the last uh, 10 minutes of the game, they were only uh, six points behind, so it made it a close game. Uh, Scotland got a late penalty at the end to make it 29-20. to 20. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst performance in the world. Uh, I think it was a bit more of a contest than the uh, game a few weeks ago against Ireland, but... Uh, yeah, and Jamie Joseph after the game also said their players uh, played well, put pressure on the opposition and uh, yeah, they also improved, you know, saw the improvement in the second half and it was a great game uh, for those young players in that team to gain a bit of experience. So I guess, um, yeah, they're thinking long term, not necessarily about the results in this uh, in these games, but I guess for the World Cup in France in a couple of years time. So um, yeah, there are a few people who are questioning Jamie Joe's uh, methods last time uh, when he didn't basically have any of the top Japan players in the Sunwolf season. Um, but yeah, obviously uh, they were successful there. So um, yeah, we'll just have to I guess, see how it all goes over the next few years. Um, he did also say though that uh, they made too many mistakes, which gave a few opportunities to the uh, Scottish team. And uh, it's going to be important for them to cut down on those mistakes. Um, and, yeah, can't really argue with that. Uh, but like I said, this was the last of three games that they had in Europe. Obviously, just quickly going over those results. Uh, big loss to Ireland, 60-5. to uh, Bet Portugal unconvincingly, uh, 38-25. Obviously, Portugal played a great game, though. Uh, and then, yeah, lost to Scotland by nine points uh, to make them, yeah, one win, two losses over that uh, over that uh, tour. So, yes, results-wise, you can't exactly call it a uh, success, but 
Yeah, uh, I think it's really important for them to be able to play high quality opposition. And now I think it's important for the players to uh, bring that experience to the League One season. Um, and also for that League One, hopefully it's uh, at a really high level. They will test all those players and, and really give them a platform to uh, improve for the next time. Uh, the players are putting on that J- Japanese jersey. I say, yeah, I think uh, those players are probably going to have a bit of a refresh and then get into uh, their preseason for the League One season. So hopefully, uh, yeah, that all goes well. There's not too many uh, injuries or any concerns. Uh, hopefully, and um, yeah, they all come back and start for their uh, for their respective teams. Uh, and also, just uh, the 15s women's team also played against uh, Ireland, who. Uh, who lost their number eight uh, to red card in the 29th minute, scored a couple of tries in the 17th and the 37th minute uh, to lead 12-3 at halftime. Uh, but Ireland, too strong in the end, came back. Uh, and in Japan was scoreless in that second half, ended up losing 15-12. to So with that result, they uh, ended their... Tour zero and three, uh, zero wins, three losses. The other games are against Wales and Scotland. Um, but yeah, I think that game, uh, you could definitely see a lot of potential in that game against Ireland. Obviously, they had their red card, uh, which yeah would have helped the Japanese cause. But um, still, uh, yeah, I think that experience in the end showed, and even and uh, yeah, that even the Japanese captain said, uh, doesn't matter how good their game was. Uh, think one of their weaknesses is that they can't finish these games off and uh, get that win so um, yeah hopefully this experience will help them in the future and they'll be able to do that in the future uh, so yeah those are the two internationals uh, it's been interesting trying to cover these uh, international games with a time difference uh, with our own games to prepare for but uh, yeah it's been great to be able to see watch a lot of international rugby there were a lot of great games over the weekend and yeah I'm sure you are all uh enjoying all the rugby that we've had and I don't have to wait too long now before you get stuck into that league one stuff so um yeah can't wait but while you're waiting there were a few uh pre-season games over the weekend a lot of a lot of them you were able to watch on youtube uh, or twitter or uh, anywhere like that so uh if you're interested make sure you look up your favorite teams uh, so you can subscribe to their uh youtube channels so you know when they're going live but just to quickly go through a few results uh Kobe, the Kobe Steelers played Munakata Senex Blues and won a uh, 57-20. We also had the Mitsubishi Heavy Industries Sagamihara Dynabores, my team playing against the Shimizu Blue Sharks on Saturday. Uh, we were able to get the win uh, 45-5 in that preseason game. But Shimizu also had another game the day after uh, against Kamaishi Sea Waves. They went down 63-14 to the Sea Waves there, so it's a very busy weekend uh, for the Blue Sharks. Uh, Kubota Spears also played the Kuden Voltics. Kubota got up for that one uh, 38-7. We had the Saitama Wild Knights uh, winning 26-5 against the NEC Green Rockets. We also had the Tokyo Sun Goliath uh, beating the Shuttles. The Shoki Shuttles are uh, 70 to 14. So a uh, big score there. So yeah, obviously you can't read too much into these preseason games. Uh, there are a lot of changes. I think we use about 30 players or so, you know, uh, most teams have got a first half team, second half team. Um, so it's just all about combinations and just uh, working things out. So you obviously can't read too much into those, but those are the results. Uh, and then quickly, lastly, 
just want to go through the worst kept secret in Japanese rugby this season. Uh, it's finally official. Damien McKenzie is joining the Santori Sangalith team. Uh, so I'm guessing he's going to be coming over to Japan and isolating, uh, straight from that tour that he's just had with the All Blacks. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to watch, uh, his footwork, his play, uh, over here in Japan. Um, so that should be exciting. And yeah, that's about all I've got for this week. Uh, now is another quick one. Uh, but before I go, I want to just give you a quick word of the week. Uh, a lot of these ones I give you, I'm trying to make them interesting, not necessarily something you might hear from your Japanese teacher or an everyday language, but uh, if you want to learn about that stuff, there's a lot of podcasts on Japanese and on uh, learning the Japanese language, so make sure you check those out. Uh, but this word this week is tsundoku, tsundoku uh, which means... It or basically describes uh, somebody who loves books, who um, you know collects so many that they, I guess, they're, they're almost like a hoarder. It's like uh, cross between someone who loves books, a bookworm, and a hoarder. So um, if you know someone like that, you can call them a tsundoku. It's not you know uh, an insult or anything, just a way to describe someone who loves books and uh, buys a lot. So yeah. Uh, Make sure you use that. If you've got any questions or anything, as you ask uh, through the Instagram or the uh, email. And thank you again to our sponsors, A&R Pro. Uh, if you want to use any of their products, their uh, recovery boots, their massage gun, uh, their grip socks, anything, you can get 15% off on all their products using the code uh, JRW15 at checkout. So uh, thanks again for the support and yeah, thanks for listening to our short episode next week. I've said this about three times that next week, finally, we're getting uh, the Ed Quirk episode coming out. Uh, I've built it up a lot, so hopefully it delivers, but uh, I've had a lot of fun editing that one, so can't wait for you all to hear it. And um, yeah, thanks again for listening, and uh, I'll see you next week. Arigats. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JRW Podcast. Make sure to rate and share the pod if you enjoy it, and don't forget to use code JRW15 at the ANR Pro checkout for a 15% discount. Arigats, I'll talk to you next week.